Day 94, the Bible rundown. It's Ruth, but it's not Ruth in the room. We're going to talk about Ruth, Rob, the whole book, four chapters. Pastor Rob, Pastor David, cue the Hollywood music. There are some people, Rob, that say this is the best literature ever written, right? Like the best short story. Because, I mean, think about it. We've got got incredible drama. Drama. Um, A twist. You have a great twist. You have, like, some interesting ways that the writer frames it. This is just a rich book. And it all points to Christ in multiple ways. So let's jump into it. Um, Mm. We just finished Judges. Mm. Ruth, we are told, is set in the days of the Judges. Moabites. So even in the midst of all the wickedness that we talked about, I mean, you said the closing chapters of Judges are as bad as it gets. And yet at some point in the judge period, we've got this romance happening between a Moabite woman who's a Gentile outside of the nation and someone that is an Israelite in Boaz. Mm -hmm. So walk us through what's going on. So uh, it's interesting because Ruth is a Moabite and uh, the specific call is to not marry a Moabite for, I think, 10 generations uh, in the New, in the Old Testament law. And so it is 10 generations to Ruth. Some would believe, some scholars say that Ruth is not considered a Moabite because of her faith, but others believe that the Lord knew beforehand that she would be the, the 11th generation of, of the Moabite and that she would actually be uh, one who comes to faith in in the Lord and and so all this is 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 conjecture but the Moabites were terrible people mm. horrendous people and she is one of them and so uh, you know Mahon and Chilion the two sons of Elimelech and Naomi one is like sickly and one is like deathly ill they're like they're like sickly kids and they marry these Moabites uh, and die in Moab and you know I mean at sometimes you think to yourself okay they they're they're living in Moab why are they doing that but it's so wicked in 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 Judah in in Israel that they they're probably trying to get out of there too so it's it's a wicked place the wick, the world is wicked and so they have these they have these these two widows um daughters-in-law of Naomi and Naomi's like go back to your gods Ruth says, no, your God is my God. Where you go, I will go. Where you die, I'm going to die. And so Ruth goes back with her. That's chapter one. That's good. So is Naomi a good character? I think her return to, to want to return to Israel is a sign that Naomi understands that she's not... This is not the place for her. So yeah. yes, I would say yes. Okay, good. So then... What would you say? I think she's presented as mixed, right? Right. I think she's bitter towards the Lord. Sure. Um, and so she changes her name. Tamara. Tamara, right? Um, question, And who can blame her? She's questioning why God would allow these things to happen to her. Um but what are we to make of someone that says, go back to your idolatrous ways? 
And I, I don't know. It's interesting, right? Like, well, I think Ruth was with her for ten years, so Ruth knows. Hopefully, they were practicing their. Yeah, Jewish so customs, so right? I, I mean, we can talk about this, but I I think here the story is letting leading us to believe that Naomi is a godly woman who is hurt, sure, but has taught her daughters in law the ways of the Lord, and she's trying to figure out what's best for her daughter in law. And she decides what's best for them is to go back to their own homes. Not knowing that the best was actually that the Lord was going to redeem both of them through Boaz. So that's where we flash forward, chapter 2. Boaz comes on the scene. They go back to Bethlehem. Uh, Naomi's getting resettled. Sends her daughter-in-law Ruth to go work in the fields, which would have just been like an everyday job, right? And she goes to the fields. It's like a homeless job. Uh, it's it, it's the it's hard labor. It's, it's blue collar. It's well, they're so they're 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 picking up after the workers, right? So they have this provision to make sure that uh, those that were very poor or didn't have the jobs, they left what they what they what what was left over from the pickers, sure. the the workers, the servants. Right. And so she's not even a servant. She's she's an extra. She's a a person on the street digging in the in the garbage can. Yeah. Essentially. And so Boaz finds out about it. He also asks who she is. So once Ruth's identified to him, he moves forward and, and blesses her, right? Yeah. Based on what she's done for Naomi. Shows favor to her. And he has this statement in chapter 12 that's going to come back in chapter 3 when Ruth asks him to make good on his statement, his blessing that the Lord repay you for what you've done and a full reward be given you that under his wings you've come to take refuge. Mm. And she's going to turn this on on its head in a little bit in chapter 3. But Boaz, yeah, instructs his men, to, his foreman, right, to, to look out for him. So Boaz is a man of character, right? I mean, I think the term that they used here, uh, what did they say, mighty man? How do they describe him? He's the dude in the in the film in which music is playing and he's walking out. But he's an older gentleman, so he's he not he's not a young cat. So this isn't like uh, this isn't like you know Charlton Heston walking out in Moses. This is this is an older cat. Yeah, yeah. Chapter three, verse ten. He talks about you haven't gone after young men, whether poor or rich. Right. So she's not going after Boaz. Because he's young, right? Right. She's going after him because of his character. So then chapter three, Naomi gives instructions to Ruth. She has the plan, dude. Naomi has the plan. And she coaches her daughter-in-law on what to do to get Boaz's attention, right? right? So To go lay at his feet. And I mean, there's, does... there's some sexual explicit nature here because you're, you're not going into someone's bed to just lay down. Right, and so she uncovers a feet, and she finds her there. She there. The nature of the of the narrative leads us to believe that she's asking for marriage here. Yes, and then she, as we said in in verse nine, she answers Boaz and says, "I'm Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer." So we saw, like in the Levitical law, there was this idea of a kinsman redeemer. Right. And so this this is going to play out 
Interesting, too, just aside, verse 11, when Boaz says she's a worthy woman, did you know, Rob, there's only one other passage in the Old Testament where that wording is used of a worthy woman? Proverbs 31. Third Proverbs 31, that's what I was going to so say. So Ruth, Ruth and Boaz, they're, uh, the writer here is elevating them to, to some high levels, right? And so he, he guards her um, integrity. So verse 14, right, before anybody could recognize them leaving with one another. And so, so nobody can assume that Boaz, anything bad is happening. Boaz is Rahab's son. So Salmon marries Rahab the prostitute whom was in Joshua and they have a son named Boaz. So Ruth is the descendant of Rahab the prostitute in Jericho. Yes, and Matthew chapter 1 is where we get that connection right. of Salmon and Boaz with Rahab. What's also interesting, you know who else was in Boaz's lineage? Who? Judah and Tamar. Yes, and it's mentioned here in, in chapter and it 4. it is, right? So what does it mean for us? Right. We've got themes of Redeemer. Yeah. We've got Gentiles coming into the nation. And at the very end of the book, it tells us the that king. through this Moabite woman Obed. is... Obed, the father Jesse, of Jesse, the father of King David. David. Ultimately, we know the David Davidic no. line, right? The monarchy yeah. will be what Christ represents Christ through David. So, could oh, it be? Oh man! We talked about like this idea of scandalous grace. Mm. Could it be that God wants? We've we've we're talking about this earlier this morning, right? The hidden mystery of the gospel. Hidden mystery of the gospel. Would the serpent have any clue? That could be our next book. The hidden mystery of the gospel. Let's write it together. But think back in Joshua. Balak, right? Yeah. And Balaam were going against them. Moabites trying to curse the people and all they could do was bless. Mm -hmm. Maybe Satan thought, hey, I'll take advantage of this drought, lead these Israelite men to go marry these Moabite women, throw it in God's face. He's orchestrating a plan behind the scenes, right? Yeah. This this all comes from Lot and his incestuous affair with his daughters. Moab is one of the children. So all of these things, right, are coming from wickedness, but God is taking something and he's and he's transforming it into something beautiful. And so I, I think there's there's the the story and the underlying like themes of this story. The beauty of the gospel is so seen throughout God's orchestration of how he is orchestration, his redemption of mankind through Jesus Christ, his salvation for them. He has not forgotten who they are. Yes, the world and the troubles of the world and the, and the weight of sin in our world is overbearing sometimes. We become bitter, but God has not forgotten and that is through the line of the promised king who is Christ. And not just that, he did not come to save the righteous. Mm-hmm. He came to save sinners. Amen. So, Naomi, hear me out. You shouldn't have pushed Ruth away. You should have said, come with me. Let's follow Yahweh together. Yeah. So for us, don't throw out the people that come from this type of Ruth idol-worshiping background. Don't discount what God can do in their life. They come along with you 
on your walk with the Lord, right? So the Lord didn't come to call the righteous but sinners. He's here clearly using sinners to bring about his purposes. So even in your life, if you feel like you've discredited God through your sin, no, 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 no. None of these people were far too far outside of God's grace that he couldn't weave his story of redemption and use them as part of bringing about salvation for yeah. us all. Praise the Lord for this story and many like it that shared with us the beauty of God's grace. Bible Rundown.